from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is the Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back, ladies and jelly spoons, to the Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. As always, I hope you are well, and I hope that those you love are doing doing well. Would help if I didn't, you know, have my voice catch. I sound weird. I sound my voice sounds deeper and more resonant. I'm more Morgan Freeman today, uh, probably because it is seven thirty-five in the morning, and I've been awake for twenty minutes. Yes, you heard me. I got up after 7 a.m. I'm so fancy. Uh, Today's episode is quite simple. We are getting through pages 17 to 24 of the third round of our tag team tournament. Uh, There is a whole lot going on here. We have four hot tags. (laughs) And I'm looking at it. They are happening in... uh, Three matches consecutively. So I'll talk to you for a while, like L.A. Night, and then uh, we're going to hear from Glenn and Brandon and Jeremy, and then Glenn once again uh, near the end of our episode. But yeah, it's literally, they're all right in a row. So that actually makes life easier for me because I'll get to do most of this, and then we'll do all of the editing. I've decided, unlike... Last week where I just held it up to the, I held Glenn up to the microphone. I will do this right and actually put all the things in. Uh, So I'm looking forward to it. And since we have so much to get through and so many guest stars here on this show, uh, let's get right to it, shall we? Let's save the opening preamble. I I chatted a bit, uh, my thoughts on the draft and everything. Uh, for my Getting to WrestleMania episode, which you'll hear on Wednesday, I think, uh, coming, starting now, and going forward, that's the word I was looking for, going forward, uh, we'll do two episodes, Mondays and Wednesdays, leaving Fridays, of course, for the DDT podcast, and Sundays, of course, for the Piece of Business podcast, Uh, and I think Mondays will be the tag team tournament, Wednesdays will be Getting to WrestleMania, and uh, I hope you're I hope you're coming along for the ride, because it, it's quite a bit of fun. We begin at the three minute mark with our matchup, uh, first matchup of page seventeen: the British Bulldogs versus the Lucha House Party. I don't think we need to say a whole lot about that. Um, I'm realizing at the this moment, I am realizing that I. Did not do my due diligence and write down uh, who these people have faced leading up to this. I didn't write down the quality of competition. Uh, but I am also reading, realizing, not reading, I am also realizing that I have the page number. So really all I need to do if I wanted to know the quality of competition would be to go back to page 17 and I could see it right there. So... I suppose I didn't need to do all that work earlier. Oh, well. Uh, But yeah, the Bulldogs easily beat the Lucha House Party. What are we even talking about? We don't need to spend a lot of time on that one. Uh, Lucha House Party goes into the Constellation where they will take on the Destruction Crew. 
I definitely have multiple purple pens. I found a bunch under this table while I was cleaning yesterday. Some of them are more purple. Some of them are more blue. Um, so if I was, as I flip through this book, I'm seeing different versions, which is slightly irksome, uh, but not nearly as bad as if I was suddenly writing in black or blue and I'd have to rewrite the whole notebook. And that's what goes on in my mind. Moving on. Uh, the Great Muta and Massa Chono taking on Rated RKO. Uh, right off the bat, I feel like Rated RKO walks away with this one, but then I remember that my uh, knowledge of Japanese wrestling is is not usually good enough. Um, in a future uh, tournament, which if you've been paying attention, you know what it is. I practically just said what it was. No, I didn't practically say. I did say what it was last time, uh, but I'm choosing to be circumspect right now. Um, you know, I had to do some research in terms of um, some of these Japanese wrestlers, and it actually, you know, I didn't realize that some of them were this huge, um, you know, had these huge careers in Japan that I was unaware of. Uh, so I'm just doing a quick look here. I'm curious to see how many times. So Muda and Chono, NWO Japan, two time. IWGP Tag Team Champions, um, which is, again, pretty good. I'm also realizing Muda was the number three of the 500 best singles wrestlers of the PWI years. They ranked him number three in 2002, and then they ranked him 25 in 2003 in terms of the top... Oh, no, excuse me. I'm wrong. Let me actually read this correctly. Third of the 500 in just the year 2002, 25 all-time in 2003. That sounds more right. Uh, but yeah, uh, winner of the G1 Tag League, two-time IWGP uh, champions. Uh, but that still, I don't think, is enough. Uh, Rated RKO is named. Um, that's a point in their favor. Uh, Muda and Chono is not named. They were the Three Musketeers, I think, if you add Shinya Hashimoto in there. Um, but I've seen them both. Uh, let's see. Historical context. I think our rated RKO. Well, I I can't say that one because I am not unwell versed enough in Japanese wrestling history to say that. So we're going to have to throw historical context out. Um, quality of competition. Let's see here. Where are you, Muda and Chono? You beat Doring and Roadkill, who is, of course, Amish. And then the team of Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre. Rated RKO beat the Road Scholars and Tanahashi and Ibushi. Fairly even, though I think we would have to probably side with uh, Rated RKO on that one. <clears throat> so we will give Rated RKO the win. Muda and Chono will take on the team of Batista and Rey Mysterio in the Constellation round. We move to page 18. The Hart Foundation versus the Natural Disasters. Now, this is the number one seed Hart Foundation. Um, taken on Earthquake and Typhoon, that matchup would be great. And as much as I love Earthquake and Typhoon, the Hart Foundation, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. I don't think we can say that about uh, the Natural Disasters. Sorry, Brandon, but it's true. 
the disasters will take on Ishii and Yano in the constellations. And then we have La Resistance versus the Eliminators. La Resistance, kind of in my um, lost years. I remember them, but I don't remember paying a lot of attention to them. Um, the Eliminators were great. Not a team for as long as I thought they were, but uh, great in ECW. Let's check out the quality of competition. Just to be sure here, La Resistance beat Whitmer and Jacobs and then the Hurt Business. Eliminators beat Gino and Chris Adams and then Kai and Ty. So again, fairly close. I would edge on the side of the Eliminators so Jeremy doesn't get mad at me. So we will give the Eliminators the win here. La Resistance takes on another ECW tag team in the Impact Players. Page 19. The world's greatest tag team, perhaps my my favorites um, in this entire tournament, perhaps my favorite tag team of all time, if I'm being honest, Haas and Benjamin. Um, just to get let you know, they will show up at some point in my getting to WrestleMania fantasy booking. I'm not going to tell you how, and it's only once, I believe, but the world's greatest tag team will appear sometime between October well, October's done. They didn't appear in October. November and April. So you have that to look forward to. Uh, they are taking on the Midnight Rockers, uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty in the AWA. This matchup would be fantastic. But sorry, Shawn. Sorry, Marty. You had no chance of defeating the world's greatest tag team. The Midnight Rockers take on the Colossal Connection in the Constellation Round. The Hardys, this is the new brood Hardys taking on the Rock and Sock connection. I kind of, we, we've had a rule that I don't know if we've officially stated was a rule um, low these last few episodes. Uh, I don't think, like I said, I don't think we've named it, but I believe there we, we have a rule in which if you're a tag team who appears in this tournament multiple times um, and you are not the greatest version of that tag team. Like, clearly, Team Extreme Hardys are the best version of the Hardys. Uh, you're, you're going to wind up losing um, to a team, even if, even if maybe your team is better. Now, I'm not saying that the new brood Hardys with Gangrel are better than The Rock and Mick Foley. But I am saying that at some point, we may have had or we may have a time where there is a team that is better. So, you know, not the Dudleys versus AOP that we did in the last episode. That is the best version of the Dudleys. But I remember at some point we did Team 3D. I'm flipping back trying to find it. Um, team 3D appeared at some time, and, you know, that's not the best version of the Dudleys. Maybe it'll appear on a future page. They may wind up losing, even though they're better than the team they're facing, because there is another better version of the Dudleys in the tournament. And I don't want to get to, you know, our Sweet 16, and there's three versions of the same tag team. Um, so Rock and Sock win. I don't even think we need to talk about it, it's especially it's the new brood version. And the Hardys will take on, oh... Get some ice packs. Stock up early, boys. Uh, Larry Henning and Harley Race. Page 20. 
Public Enemy versus the Lightning Express. Yes, as Jeremy pointed out in the Inner Circle chat, um, the Lightning Express was Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner, famous for the Horner line back in when we did the list. Um, I'll just tell you all now, we haven't talked about it on DDT Wrestling in a while. We have not recorded any episodes since the summer of our Wrestle Ranking show. I think so. I think we've done three. I don't know what to tell you. I, life is way too busy for Doc Manson right now to consider probably doing any more podcasts than um, we're already doing. Uh, maybe at some point we'll release, you know, we'll record a bunch, maybe over a holiday or something. But we do have them. Maybe it'll be a Patreon exclusive. I don't know. If you want to know more about it, Brandon, uh, send us an email and ask about it, Brandon. And then you can get us to actually talk about it on the air. Brandon. Um, you know, I like the Lightning Express. I like the idea of the Lightning Express. But this is, again, the best version of Public Enemy. This is the ECW Public Enemy. And so they get the win. The Lightning Express don't get any easier because now they're taking on Eminem in the Constellations. The team... Oh, this is a good matchup. The team of Wyndham and Rhodes are taking on the Brothers of Destruction. Now, I need to go back to page 20, not because I need to know the quality of competition, though we could look into it, but because I need to know. This is the... Uh, which version of the Brothers of Destruction? Oh, it's a number two seed, so this has to be ABA taker. So in my mind, um, the Brothers of Destruction... I'm going to get some water. i got to have your water. The Brothers of Destruction um, are better when it's the American Badass Undertaker, not the Dead Man Undertaker. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's a controversial opinion, but that is the opinion that I possess. And so since this is a number two seed, I must assume this is that version. Um, Wyndham and Rhodes beat Carlito and Primo, and then Eminem, which we just talked about. Uh, Brothers of Destruction defeated the Time Splitters and then the Allied Powers. So I actually might say that Wyndham and Rhodes had perhaps the higher quality of competition, while the Time Splitters, I think, are better than Carlito and Primo. Eminem is clearly better than any team that involves Lex Luger. Um, but then again, named versus unnamed. Uh, historical context favors the Brothers of Destruction. So I think the, the B.O.D., gets the W-I-N in the T-O-U-R-N-A-M-N-E-N-T. That's spelled tournament, for those of you playing along at home. Uh, Wyndham and Rhodes take on the 2010 version of DX in the Constellations. All right, we're halfway home. We've been cruising, which is good, because, again, we got a lot of people who want to chime in on a lot of these matchups. Uh, Harlem Heat versus Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam was in a lot of tag teams. So was Rey Mysterio, if I'm being honest. Uh, and, you know, this is the best version of Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat gets the win. Again, not a lot of these matches are kind of, that's probably the issue, is a lot of these matches are just easily decided. You know, we had to consider Rated RKO versus Muda and Chono. And that was it, really, for page, the, the first four pages of the tournament. All the other ones were pretty easy. And this one, again, 
I like Rey Mysterio. I like Rob Van Dam. I'm sure they were a very exciting tag team. But Harlem Heat, like the uh, Hart Foundation, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, deserve to get the win. Mysterio and RVD will take on Kidaro, Tyson Kidd, and Cesaro, which would be, oh, the, that match. Don't you wish? Don't you wish you could make some of these matches happen? And I don't, I'm not talking about a video game simulation. Those are fine. Those are fine. People watch the video game simulations. I'm just saying, you know, wouldn't it be nice to just be able to put these two teams in the ring? It would be great. Uh, oh, my goodness. This matchup we're going to have to stop and think about. All right. Ponder this, folks. In one corner, from the great state of Texas, uh, the Von Ericks. Whether it's Carrie and Kevin or Kevin and David, I don't remember. But the Von Ericks. In the other corner, in the corner to my right, from the proud country of... Russia, Nikita Koloff, Krusha Khrushchev, the Russian team. This could also be the Koloffs. Again, these teams you could mix and match which members of the team you want. You could do a six-man. Um, that's a great match. That is a great, great match. And so we need to actually really go through all of the rules that we know in order to, to figure this out. They are both named. I have technically seen them both. Not as much as I should, but I have technically seen them both. Um, historical context probably, no, it doesn't probably, favors the Von Erichs. They are one of wrestling's great families. Um, they're one of wrestling's tragic families. Uh, the Russian team has some historical context as well, but not as much as the Von Erichs. So point goes to them. Uh, what are some of my other rules? I can name all of the members. Um, again, I don't know which version. Maybe Chris Von Eric is there. Probably not Lance. I don't think Lance Von Eric was part of it. Um, but I can name all the members. So that, again, is a draw. So right now, the edge goes to the Von Erics. Let us consider uh, quality of competition. The Von Erics defeated Raven and Tommy Dreamer and Kadaro, who we just talked about. Pretty high level of competition for them. The Russian team defeated Evil and Sonata, and then two dudes with attitude, Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Wow. Um, I, that might favor the Russians. Uh, Raven, Tommy Dreamer, Evil and Sonata, pretty pretty close. That the, the wrestling talent probably favors the Japanese team. Um Diesel, HBK, Kodaro, again, I'd love to see that match. Cesaro could absolutely go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Kevin Nash. Um, wow. That's the that's the closest quality of competition in my mind that we have seen uh, perhaps in any of these matchups so far. Uh, so I think because of the edge in historical context and because if this match was happening um, in the Dallas Sportatorium, or really anywhere, you know, this is an 80s-type matchup, and we're, we're in the third round here, so this is a pretty big deal. I think you give the win to the babyfaces. So we will say that the Von Eriks get the win, and it makes more sense because now the Russian team goes to take on Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling 2, which is another great old-school matchup. 
In our final match before we turn things over to the inner circle, Red Dragon taking on the Rhodes Brothers, Dustin and Cody. That's a good match. That's a very good match. I can name them both. I've seen them both. Um, now, granted, I have seen Goldust and Stardust more than I have. I don't know that I have technically seen Dustin and Cody as a team without face paint. I've seen Goldust and Cody Rhodes. I've seen Goldust and Stardust. I don't know if I've watched enough AEW to watch Dustin and Cody. But regardless, Red Dragon defeated Rybaxel and the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. The uh, Rhodes Brothers defeated the Armstrongs, Brad and Scott, and the Hart Dynasty. Again, fairly even. I would give Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov an edge over the Hart Dynasty. So, um, Red Dragon, maybe not one of the greatest tag teams of all time. If we're being honest, they're great. Don't get me wrong. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly and Ring of Honor and New Japan and everywhere else were great. I don't know if they technically qualify as one of the greatest of all time, but I think they beat the Rhodes Brothers. The Rhodes Brothers take on Slater and Drew McIntyre of the three-man band. And now, our next matchup. I have a lot of respect for Glenn. Um, I love him dearly. But Glenn, I haven't listened to your hot tag yet. But I have to imagine, please, Glenn, tell me that you did not pick the anti-fun police to take on, to take out and win over the Hollywood blondes. Come on, Glenn, be reasonable here. What do you got for me? Sadly, the time has come to bid farewell to the anti-fun police. As they face the team of stunning Steve Austin and flying Brian Pillman, the Hollywood Blondes, one of the best tag teams in WCW history. So, for the last time, we hear the shout of No Fun Na Nada as the Blondes comprehensively defeat the anti fun police. Glenn, it takes a big man to know when you have to just be realistic, and you, my sir. My friend, my sir and my friend, my friend and my sir are perhaps the biggest man I know. Uh, yes, the Hollywood Blondes would, in fact, defeat the anti-fun police. And there it goes, page 22. Thank you again to our good buddy Glenn. We'll check in with you in a few minutes. Um, we rarely have a match in which we get hot tags for both teams. And once again, I must serve as the ring announcer because in this corner, from wherever the heck they're from, from the land of Generation Me, uh, Nick, Matt, the Bucks of Youth. And Nick finally makes some distance from Bobby with an insiguri. Bobby is dazed now, and Nick is crawling to his corner. Matt is extending his arm, practically hanging over the top rope. Bobby comes to his senses and tries to stop Nick by grabbing his foot, but it's too late. Nick dives and tags Matt in. Matt hops into the ring, and it's a 
Super Kick Party, Super Kick, Super Kick Party. We can all imagine how the rest of the match goes, right? The Young Bucks go on to defeat the Midnight Express in a true instant classic, right? Right? Okay, fine. Then, well, I'll just have to tell you why the Bucks go over, or should go over in this match. I, I, I just can't. I'm not that crazy. I'm not that big of a mark. Sure, I'm a big fan of the Bucks, and sure, I could tell you how there are many reasons behind them winning this match that has everything to do with how over they are in capacity-filled arenas around the entire world. Sure, I could point out that you'll never watch a Bucks match with a quiet crowd. And I could remind you that just because they perform a wrestling style that you didn't grow up with, that it's okay because things evolve, oftentimes for the better. Can you imagine a football fan saying they don't think the Chiefs are any good because they don't run out of the I formation? I could hold my ground and express how exciting all the high spots, creative offense, and ultra-athletic aerial acrobatics are, even enough to win this match alone. I could even suggest that you, wrestling fan out there, you who might be listening to this, you may find the Bucks to be annoying, untraditional business killers, but you cannot honestly say you've ever been bored during a Young Bucks match. I could say all these things and make my point that the Bucks do deserve to go over the Midnight Express, but I just can't. Even though this probably isn't the best version of the team, though that is up for debate, the Midnight Express really is too historic of a team not to continue on here. Eaton and Condry put on classic matches, only seen south of the Mason-Dixon line, but, you know, enough times to warrant advancement here. The Midnight Express really are all-timers, all-timers, no matter which version of the 47 teams we're talking about. This is why I cannot, in good consciousness, give a true, passionate argument for the Bucks to win the match. Now, I'm sure Jeremy has sent in a tag to make his case for the Midnight Express. Jeremy, the floor is yours. So, the Midnight Express, the greatest tag team of all time, beautiful Bobby and Loverboy Dennis, have their next opponents in the Corona Cup. And wouldn't you know who won the pony? Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. You know... I'd call each of you a self-indulgent man-child, but that would be an insult to little kids everywhere. This is a man's business. This is where the strong survive and the weak get sent a consolation letter, a thanks for coming. Sure, you're both athletic and you earned a letter in high school. Problem is, somebody had to read it to you. In fact, it's like you two morons are stuck in high school, playing grab-ass with your friends, making sure everyone has a good time, and making sure you get your way and crying about it when you don't. But I can't blame you because high school was the happiest nine years of your life. You've called yourselves Christian as fuck, but I'm not entirely sure you know what at least one of those things is. Yeah, yeah, you think you're bad, you're tough, coming from the mean streets of Cucamonga. Let me tell you about the mean streets of Cucamonga. Every night, your dumpy, backwards, maggadaddy, in a fog of confusion and desperation, stumbles into the meanest, baddest, roughest bar in town. And there's fighting, and there's cussing, and swearing, and a lot of hard drinking, but eventually he drags your mother out of there. If you think there's any way, any way, that you two egotistical, phony, 
selfish little dweebs are ever going to get one over on beautiful Bobby and Loverboy Dennis. You've got another thing coming. These men have won championships and accolades back when winning something mattered. They've put down the Road Warriors, the Rock and Roll Express, the Fantastics, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. They've put down more men than you and your sister combined. You're each phonier than a football bat. Nothing about you two self-indulgent nitwits is legitimate. You couldn't whip cream with an outboard motor. You aren't professional wrestlers. You're reject theater kids doing your performances of pro wrestling. It stinks. It's lousy. It's insulting to the business. And mark my words, young bucks. Mark my words. When it's all over, when it's all said and done, when the final three count is made, the Midnight Express will still be considered the best ever, and the young bucks will be remembered as Exhibit A for the downfall of professional wrestling. Well, that took a turn. Um, thank you to Brandon and to Jeremy E. Cornette for that uh, <clears throat> display. Huh. lot to unpack from that. Uh, let's see. You know, as a teacher of young children, I am consistently trying to uh, enforce and inform my youngsters uh, about the importance of kindness. And one of these two uh, hot tags was very kind. Um, one of these hot tags in you know took consideration to the other side, uh, acknowledged the the potential faults of their side while praising the other side. Um, and the other one, uh, insulted some parentage and uh, now didn't take into a question uh, the other person who provided the hot tag, uh, but definitely had some unkind words to say uh, regarding uh, Generation Me. And, you know, I, I think you, you dipped into their bucket. We all have a bucket um, that carries our positive feelings around, and you can fill that bucket or or empty that bucket. And Jeremy, I'm sorry, but it, it felt like you were dipping into their bucket. And since, of course, the young bucks listen to this show, they're they're going to be just just so awfully sad. They're they're gonna they're gonna hurt your heart. They're gonna, their hearts will be hurt. Um, let's actually consider the facts here. Brandon brought up a very good point, and I think he did so intentionally. This is not the only version of the Midnight Express that we're going to see. And because of that, we just talked earlier in this episode about a rule um, that, you know, if we have multiple versions of the same tag team... Uh, the ones that are not necessarily the best version, and in my mind, the best version of the Midnight Express is Eaton and Lane, um, then, you know, they don't do as well against other teams. And that is, I'm not kidding, a point very heavily in favor of the Young Bucks. Now, I have seen both of these teams. I have, um, <clears throat> I can name all the members of these teams. Uh, historical context honestly depends on what you consider history. In 20 years, people will remember the Young Bucks more than they remember the Midnight Express. Part of that is just 
most of what the Young Bucks have done has been televised and is available, not so much for the Midnights. But the Young Bucks, like it or not, have historical context. Uh, We can consider the... um, flip back to page 23 let's consider the quality of competition uh the young bucks defeated deuce and domino not very impressive but then the street profits the midnights defeated omega and page very impressive but then the young dragons now i love the young dragons but i suppose again we would we would give that to the midnights the midnights would have the edge in terms of quality of competition um it really comes down to personal preference If you enjoy the Young Bucks, if you are a, air quotes, modern wrestling fan, um, then you're going to choose the Young Bucks. If you are more of an old school wrestling fan, if you appreciate the tradition of wrestling, especially tag team wrestling, then you're going to go with the Midnight Express. Um, Now, I think I, I kind of toe that line. I can appreciate modern wrestling. I can appreciate old school wrestling. You know, I, I, the, the young bucks were clearly influenced by the Hardy boys. Um, in so many ways, uh, they were also influenced, I think by perhaps the rockers and maybe, maybe, maybe you could argue that the young bucks could perhaps in some way, somehow have been influenced by the midnight express. Um, but I can't vote for the Young Bucks. I can't vote for the Young Bucks. Uh, they're a great tag team, but they're not my kind of tag team. They just bother me. And so, again, Jeremy, let's try to be kind. I know you were you were cutting a promo, and I appreciate it. I know that's the kind of wrestling you want to see, but... I do, I do worry for the Jackson boys and their feelings. You, want, you don't want to hurt them. Do you really want to hurt them? Do you really want to make them cry? Uh, but we will give the win here to the Midnights, if only because even Brandon said that. Uh, the Bucks of Youth uh, will go into the Constellations to take on Evolution. The winner of that match is, of course, a mystery. Uh, Our next matchup is our final hot tag of the day. We go back to our buddy, Glenn. Um, Glenn, I said to you before that I really didn't think you could make a case for the anti-fun Belize to defeat the Hollywood Blondes. I think you're going to make a case for your favorite team in this, but I'm just going to say before you do, the matchup is the Grizzled Young Veterans, Versus AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. I will remind you that Christopher Daniels is perhaps on my Mount Rushmore of favorite wrestlers. Right up there with William Regal. It might go Regal, Bret Hart, Dean Malenko, Christopher Daniels. That honestly might be my top four. Um, So having said that, I invite you please to share your thoughts on this next matchup. Let's look at Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles versus the Grizzled Young Vets. Firstly, the Grizzled Young Vets are named. Point to them. Secondly, they won three 
Progress Tag Team Titles and were the inaugural NXT UK titles. Daniels and Styles won two TNA titles. Thirdly, the Grizzled Young Vets are still active now in NXT 2.0 and a part of their main tag team roster. I think you should give the win to the Grizzled Young Vets. Oh, Glenn. <clears throat> I see what you're doing, Glenn. What you're doing? I see it. You're using my own rules against me. <laughs> well, let's actually go through all the rules, shall we, sir? Shall we? Yes. I grant you. Grizzled Young Veterans are named. Point to them. No problem. I can name all four members of the team. No problem. Uh, I've seen both teams wrestle. No problem. Still, so right now it's point to the Grizzled Young Vets, nothing for Styles and Daniels. Let us go back to page 23 and consider the historical context. Maybe that'll be another point. I honestly don't know. Grizzled Young Vets defeated Bulldog and Owen. That was thanks to a hot tag. Otherwise, that never would have happened. And then Evolution, perhaps also thanks to a hot tag, which never would have happened. Styles and Daniels defeated Scum and then Hayabusa and Jinzei Shinsaki. So yes, let us also grant that the quality of competition edge goes to the Grizzled Young Veterans, though let's also consider that's because of my love for you, otherwise they would not have gotten out of the first round. Now let's consider historical context. Similar to, in some ways, the Young Bucks, we can't... Um, we can't fully appreciate the historical context of the grizzled young veterans until time has passed. We don't know what his, how history will look at what's happening in the present. Um, perhaps the grizzled young vets will be one of the greatest all-time tag teams. AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, however, this is a great example of two of the best in TNA history, um, one of the best feuds, and a true, honest, real-life friendship that led to a great tag team. I'm going to give the win to the Grizzled Young Vets, and not just because of my personal feelings and admiration to you, because I think it is the right answer. Um, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you're going to come to play and bring my rules, let's consider all of the rules. Whether or not you think progress is at the same level as TNA, I don't know. I'm not a UK person. I can't, I can't say whether or not that's happened because I don't live in the UK. I don't know what progress means over there. I know that at one point, probably when Styles and Daniels were TNA Tag Team Champions, it was the number two promotion in America. You had the WWE clear number one, but TNA was, you know, was number two. It was the second biggest promotion in wrestling. And there was a while where it was legit competition. That's all I'm saying. But yes, we'll give the win to the Grizzled Young Vets. I'm fine with that. I love Christopher Daniels. Um, he was not... Well, no, that's not true. He was part of a great tag team, but that's with Kazarian, and I believe they're still around. Let's get to page 24. Wrap this puppy up. Hardys versus the Twin Towers. This is the best version of the Hardys, so of course they win. Uh, apologies to... 
Brandon Banks, who chose to talk about the Bucks of Youth and not Akeem the Dream. Uh, oh, by the way, Styles and Daniels will take on the Bulldog and Owen. Twin Towers will take on the Blue Bloods of Regal and Taylor. No Bobby Eaton involved in that version. And then finally, we have Pretty Deadly, Ye Dandy Highwaymen, taking on the Un-Americans of Cesaro and Jack Swagger. Both named, seen them both. Historical context probably favors right now the Un-Americans because this was the beginning of the Tea Party, the beginning of sort of Donald Trump's rise to political power, and this sort of reflected that. Zeb Coulter and his Un-American shtick sort of reflected that. Um, so maybe that, wait, hold on. Nope. Nope, I'm wrong. I'm realizing that I'm wrong. I'm thinking of the real Americans. This is the un-Americans, and so C and S that I wrote does not stand for Cesaro and Swagger. It stands for Christian and Lance Storm, which actually makes it even harder for Pretty Deadly to get the win. Um, because the un-Americans came post 9-11, I want to say. Let me look it up. Un-Americans, WWF. The Un-Americans were a heel professional wrestling stable, 2002 to 2003. Anti-American Canadian wrestlers joined by William Regal. So, Christian and Lance Storm won the title once. So this isn't the best version of that. This is Regal and Storm are the best version. Um, you know, historical context, it came out of the post-9-11 world. Now, granted, Muhammad Hassan has more historical context for that. And yes, we will give the win to Pretty Deadly. I'm just saying it's not it's not a given. It's not a given. What is a given though is that we have some fantastic fourth round matchups. And I if, I apologize if I didn't read them the last Oh no, I think I did. But here's where we're going with these pages in the fourth round. Bulldogs versus Rated RKO. Amazing. Heart Foundation versus Eliminators. Fantastic. World's Greatest Tag Team versus Rock and Sock Connection. Entertaining. Public Enemy versus Brothers of Destruction. Perhaps a squash, but still pretty good. Harlem Heat versus the Von Erics. Great. Red Dragon versus the Hollywood Blondes. Mwah. Amazing. Midnight Express versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Hilarious and fantastic. And then the Hardys. Team Extreme Hardys versus Pretty Deadly. Those are some fantastic fourth round matchups. I love this tournament. And we have one more episode in which we will get through the final eight pages. So I'm putting it out there now. Brandon, Jeremy, Glenn, anyone else who's listening and wants to send in a hot tag. Martin, are you out there? Send in a hot tag. Brent, are you out there? Send in a hot tag. Um, although you don't know the matchups, so you could ask me and I could send you the matchups. Uh, but we have two 16 final matchups to get through before we head off into the next section of this tournament. We're not done yet, but I got to tell you, we're getting close. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining me and thank you to all of the people who sent in a hot tag. You are what make this show great, and I am grateful for you each and every day. Uh, I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.